When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Newlywed. It's called Wedded Bliss for a reason, man. Yeah, that's true, man. Now we're having fun. Charlie's excited. Uh, just out of nowhere, we both uh, decided, hey, let's go to Vegas this weekend. So uh, we're recording this early so we can uh, roll out and spend the weekend in Vegas. When are you leaving? Tomorrow? Excited. Yeah, leaving tomorrow Tomorrow's morning. Thursday. Staying right. through, uh, stay in, I think we're coming back Sunday. So yeah, just going to go out there and lay by the pool. Uh, Katie's already lining up some spa treatments. I might, sure. I might actually get some spa service. I might get a, who knows? I might get a mani pedi. You ever, maybe you uh, ever let somebody I, do I, that to you? Uh, no, You're, I don't think I. No, Katie's given me mani pedis, but uh, I don't think I've ever paid for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't pay, pay for, for it. it Katie man. takes care of it. I don't pay for it. Um, but no, and I've gone on record as saying how much I would probably enjoy a professional massage if it weren't for the fact that I'm a grown man who's deathly ticklish. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to work around that. She's talking about some sort of hot stone thing. I don't know what that is. They just put a bunch of rocks on Yeah, me. they put a bunch of hot so rocks. try that. Maybe, you know, for once, you get to be the grill. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> no, you get to know what it's like, finally. And maybe that'll make you, yeah. might make you better cook. Even if you like now, you understand the right. temperature placement, <laughs> heat distribution. Only flip me once. That's how immersive. That's like a surgeon who has to do the surgery on himself to know how it would feel to do it to somebody else. Like you have to like experiment with basting and technology on oh, your own man. body to know how it would affect the food. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that reminds me of one of the most bizarre Seinfeld episodes. I think it was. Uh, the later season, seasons eight or nine, I forget which one, but um, Kramer has been using butter as like suntan oil, and then he's he's up on the roof, oh, yeah. uh, tanning, and he falls asleep and he gets burnt, and then he has to like baste himself in the jacuzzi, and then for some reason uh, Newman starts having these hallucin hallucin I can never say that word hallucinations. Uh, where he thinks Kramer's a giant turkey and he's trying to eat him. Just really bizarre. I remember that. I've seen that image. I've been uh, re-watching them lately because it's been an easy 
non-challenging thing to throw on. I didn't realize Newman's yeah. apartment, he just has a poster for butter. Mm-hmm. He has a poster for yes, butter on his I wall. love that. He has a poster for butter. He has a uh, cow pattern uh, crock pot. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot yeah, of, e- a lot of Easter that. eggs I, in Newman's apartment. Yeah, I love, I've always loved that butter poster. And I guess that's like, I don't know if they do it so much now, but you remember like back in the day, you just go into the grocery store and then like back in the dairy department, there'd be like an eight foot poster of just a jar of milk or a slab of butter, just all those generic food posters. Oh, to, yeah. I like thought that'd be cool to the headers get a hold of some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just here's a giant picture of a tomato with some sweat on it. Yeah, make it look uh, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny that he's just got a butter poster. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where it was from, but Rory Scovel's bit. Just, I mean, it's an easy bit just about being high at the grocery store. We were already talking about that. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, see, like, I don't think salt would live on this aisle. <laughs> like, trying to no, determine yeah. where it would be. <laughs> I think we might talk Over about here. It. Yeah, yeah. With the jams and jellies. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that, that was, uh, I think that's where you got to go with this spa treatment is look at it as uh, you're slightly a. Uh, Preparing yourself for as a meal, because the, the mm. hot stone's one that's thing. The massage that's just tenderizing. Yeah, I think yeah. you should get the massage and just see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, because you're a you're yeah, you're like a bad. you're like a psycho tough guy. Why don't mm-hmm. you Why don't you look at it as a challenge? <laughs> why don't you look at it? Why don't you look just at it? As grit a, my teeth. Yeah, it's a resistance. <laughs> It's a resistance challenge. Up. They're fighting you. They're trying to get <laughs> secrets out of you, and you won't give them up. Oh man! Like a that's game. Funny. Like if you if you giggle, you lose. <laughs> I think that's how you should approach. I never it. thought of it that way. Approach that it like a, a competition, approach. Maybe Dave. I'll have to do that. Yeah, this is a competition, mm-hmm. Dave. You versus the masseuse. You will not be. You'll be even less relaxed afterwards. But we'll see oh. if you win. We'll see if you can win the massage. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. I like it. I put it, I'll throw oh. it down as a challenge to you. Do you know the different types of massage? Like there's, there's like Swedish, the Swedish. Yeah, there's like there's, the little karate chops. Uh huh. Which the, one's that? Deep tissue? I, deep tissue is where they little, throw they throw bows. Yeah. They're putting elbows in your back. Yeah, the ground I there's a that. ground and pound. There's a little karate chops. Mm. There's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu massage. There's Kung Fu yeah. massage. I wonder if they would do the, um, I know this is probably, well, definitely not the PC term, but I used to call them Indian rug burns, you know, where where you tw- you, you twist my wrist. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I've asked you to do this. I, that was one of the but, things uh, that I happened wonder- in that Hawaiian hotel room when you yeah. threw Singer and I across I, the room and threw a mattress at us. That's true. Yeah. You um, went full calm. But I would pay extra for that. I would pay, I'd, you know, maybe get like a heavy set Russian lady to just really well, twist my wrist, see, just give me a nice rug burn. That's the thing. I think you want like a non-sexual dominatrix. Like you don't get rocked up okay. over that stuff, but you, uh-huh. you like, you're not horny for pain, right? Not, not really. But you are, I mean, there's something about you that like enjoys pain. Yeah, and not like a, a macho tough guy thing. It's like when I'm alone and I got nothing to prove to anyone. Putting, I, putting I'm in the shower. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I do it pretty much every shower. At the end of the shower, I crank up the uh, heat as as hot as I can tolerate, and I put the uh, shower head on the the most um, 
PSI pressure. You know, we got like four or five different options there. Yeah. And just uh, just hot hot shower on the balls, man. It's uh, it's a good time. Well, and then uh, there is that. It's always that. You know, I just keep going until I can't take it anymore. Like I'm, I've got one hand on the uh, shower head, and I got my other hand on the the nozzle on the shower, yeah. the, the temperature gauge, and I just go as hot as that's, I can, and then I usually tap out. That's, you know, that's one way to tell doors. Katie you don't want kids. That's true. <laughs> like an just old Dave and his runny jizz. <laughs> old Dave coming out like hot soup. Oh, coming out like hot oh, broth. Man. Do a X-ray of my crotch. It just looks like a bowl full of dead goldfish. Yeah, you just got you just you just soft boiled your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I, what is that? It, I mean, I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. But that feel, uh, it feels good. Uh, well, it feels good to me. You know, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> so I'm not going to say what you are or aren't. But if. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in terms of the, you know what, you should do the cupping thing. See if you can do that. Okay, now Rachel had it done. I know it athletes are all big up. into that. Yeah, and what, you could do the cryo. The you can do what the cryo do? thing. You can do that full uh-huh. sit in a bath of ice. I don't know what that's supposed to do. Yeah, cool your what nuts off at least. Do? I I I don't know if it like pulls. It just gave Rachel a bunch of perfect circle bruises all over her body. Look, yeah. look like a Batman villain. It's oddly polka dot. Yeah, the polka dot bandit oh, or something. This well, this is kind of uh, related, and I wanted to throw this at you. I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but this happened again yesterday, and it blows my mind. All right, let me let me paint the picture. Let me set the scene. Okay. All right. Uh, I always, you know, like 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 most people, I always uh, I, I take a nice pee right before bed. Okay. All right. So I don't understand how the human body works. I pee right before bed. Okay. Then I sleep for eight hours. All right. And not only am I sleeping for eight hours, I'm not drinking anything for eight hours. I don't get up and drink anything in the morning, you know, in the middle of the night, whatever. So I pee eight hours of nothing. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is I go pee, have a nice pee, right? Okay, sure. Then, now, I know I know. traditionally uh, there's all kind of different talks about, like, you're supposed to drink water in the morning, and, like, Katie's on this new thing where she's drinking celery juice in the morning. Sometimes Ugh. I try to drink water in the morning. Celery but, uh, juice? Yeah, she's on this big celery juice kick. But my point is there's many a mornings where I'll go a couple hours and not drink anything. I'll wake up at, you know, 8 and just for whatever reason, you know, it'll be 10 or 11 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I haven't even drank anything. Um, but on those same days, I will still have to pee again. Let's say I wake up at 8, I have my pee, I go about my day. An hour later, I haven't drank anything, but yet I've got to go pee again. Well, I, my question I mean, to you, Kyle, is where's that pee coming from? Your body's mostly water. But... You just say I'm saying eight hours of no drinking or peeing. When I finally do pee, you think that well, that if, would be everything if you're not, that was in the tank. Uh, 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 not a medical professional here, but I'm going to say that if, mm-hmm. even if you're not drinking, your body is going to draw that water that it needs to stay hydrated from wherever okay. it can within your body. That's dehydration. Okay, so af- like they say you're dehydrated when you stop sweating because your body has already absorbed mm-hmm. all the water it can get. Yeah. Like it doesn't have anything to sweat out, so it's when you start. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's still gonna find 
water hydration from within your body to then process uh-huh. and turn into pee. Okay. For a, for so a little while, yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it that way since, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't know anything. Neither about am I, Dave. But neither am I. Two, two non-medical professionals just tossing the ball back and forth, playing a little game of catch with the misinformation is what we're doing. <laughs> well, that's the whole premise of mm-hmm. this podcast. Yeah. But, okay, so that, all right, well, that makes sense because it really was, it was really fucking with me. I was like, where is this pee coming from? I already got rid of all the pee from the night. And I haven't added any new liquid to the body, but yet now here I am peeing. I mean, yeah, it's it, just... it can still get it. You're, you're like 70% water. Okay, I didn't even think of it that way. Well, That's... all right, I feel better about it now, Kyle. I think we got to the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? You start with the little mysteries. You solve mm-hmm. those, you, bring, you gain the confidence, you tackle <laughs> the bigger stuff. Work small to How big. How come I got pee without yeah. drinking? Maybe it's because of this. All right, let's figure out ghosts. No, now we got now we solved old Dave's mystery P. Oh man, but that really has been. Bothered. I want. I want to. How does that work? I want to hatch. Uh, I want to crack open more of this. Your pain fetish, your non-sexual pain okay. fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, did you like getting tattoos? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Especially the one on my uh, inner forearm. Well, the outer was good too, but I have got yeah. this. Uh, Got the Patterson Gimlin uh, replica on the inner yeah. forearm, and man, that felt so good. Where I was like, "Hey, can I come back next week?" And you just do yeah. the other arm. Don't even put any no, ink in there. No, just no go ink. Over it. Yeah, no ink. Just yeah. No, it really did feel good. I just it, that's right there in that same area with the rug burn. Well, you know what I'm talking about with the rug burn, the twisting of the wrist. Yeah, yeah. Oh the, boy. Well, now yeah. I want. Now here's what I. What's the difference between self harm and being into pain as a fetish. People always say, if you want to go to get, well, uh, you I, want, if you want to go get a lady in uh, boots with a mask on to uh-huh. whip you, that's all right. I won't kink shame you, uh-huh. but if you cut yourself, that's called self harm. Well, I think it's intention, right? What's your motivation? Self harm. If you're, you know, you're trying to do some physical or psychological damage to yourself, but the other, you maybe you're trying to experience some joy, some pleasure. Well, that's that. Make, that's yeah. my question. I'm putting on it. I'll tell you what you might be into. I've been going to physical therapy for my knees, and uh, uh-huh. it does this thing called scraping. Hoof. I get to loosen up the muscles. It basically got like a. It's like a plastic blade. Okay. Uh, and he just puts like a like a plastic knife, like a like like a like a. Like a Shit, it, it almost like I'm trying to think of what it'd be like a um, half moon shape. You ever see like a weird like, you know, like in like, like karate movies where they bust out the weapons that nobody's ever used. <laughs> yeah, like where's what are you keeping yeah. that in the trunk of your car in case <laughs> shit goes down? Like that's only hanging on the wall of the dojo. <laughs> Oh man! It's like having it's like having a bassoon or a tuba or something like that. Instrument stays at school, you know. There's no way you're taking that home and recreationally fucking around with the with the big marching band uh-huh. drum. But so yeah, yeah, like the stuff like the stuff that's like it's like it it's handheld, but it's got a blade that comes out from by your knuckles. I don't even know what I'm describing okay. this. Right. This would look like it'd be like, like how big is it? 
Is it like and a machete? No, or no, like no. A, it, a, uh, a shit. Spatula? Like, well, at home, he's like, you could do this with a spatula. Anything with an edge mm-hmm. that's not metal. But like, think of the edge. Think of like a fat. You have a fat spatula at your house? We, yeah. we have one here. I don't understand why. It's a, it's a fat spatula. The whole point of a spatula is to get underneath stuff, and this one's all thick and shit. Like, what is the, what's yeah, the purpose of just pushing the pancakes against the side of the pan? You know, I'm not trying to discriminate well, against weight, but fat spatulas, no place in a kitchen. Lose some weight, there's spatula. There's scraping spatulas, and there's, there's flipping spatulas. Sounds like you're trying to use a scraping spatula. It sounds like a, a spatula should be diverse enough to do both of those things. Yes and no. You think of a traditional, like, imagine what they're using at Waffle House, the long, skinny metal ones that they're flipping the hash browns with. Okay. You wouldn't necessarily use that to scrape out a gallon of ranch dressing at Longhorn because your boss is an, is an anal retentive nightmare. Like, we used to have to, we'd get to the bottom of the big gallon jug of ranch dressing, we'd have to use these other smaller plastic, uh, not plastic, rubber spatulas to kind of scrape the insides okay. and, like, all right. all, get every last ounce out of that, uh, of dressing out of that big jug. All right. So, like, I guess that, that would be a scraping sense. spatula. You wouldn't flip hash browns with that or uh, vice versa. All right. I guess I can dig. I can dig that. Well, we mm-hmm. just got this thick spatula like it's like as thick as a magazine like what are you uh-huh. doing in this kitchen anyway yeah. but it's pl- but it's, so it's plastic so yeah. something like like an edge of that and he just puts okay but the one he has like a custom thing it's much bigger than that it looks it's like a like a half moon blade type thing okay. and puts like cocoa butter all over my quads and everything and then just scrapes the, scrapes the muscle with that thing and it is okay. gnarly. Really, it is kind gnarly. of um, kind of a similar principle of as those foam rollers that you you, you roll v- on your back. Very much so, except the okay. most extreme okay. version of that. Okay, yeah, I could get down with that. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, and he was like, "There's parts." So he just like, does your quads. He does like just does he the do upper the, legs, the back, and everything. No, just the legs, because that's. The muscles that I need to loosen up to uh, make my knee stronger. Uh huh. So that's why that's the muscles that like he works on. So and it's oof, I got bruises. There's a couple points where like I have to tap out. Really, you might be into it, man, because it sucks. Because I, me, a person who likes non-painful things for pleasure, mm-hmm. I thought it sucked. <laughs> Me, who enjoys a, a, a pleasant se- sensation in the name of a good time. I thought it was pretty horrible, so you might love it. I, I thought it sucked. <laughs> it oh, man, that's that's good. Oh, How's that going? How's physical therapy going? Did you go to the gym today? How's you, you doing personal training? What are you doing? No, well, that was physical therapy was yesterday, and that's going good. I was feeling okay. good. Knees are feeling better. We did, a, we did a class. I did an aerobics class today, Dave. Really? I was basically just in a corner room, jumping up and down to my own thing. I couldn't follow what was going on. <laughs> they, they, I would have loved to have video of that. Man, it, well, I mean, I, there's mirrors everywhere. I did not look at myself once. I'm like, I, I, see, I get one side of myself just prancing and twirling. I'm out of here. So I'm going to keep my eyes on the instructor and whatever it is, squat, mambo, thrust, do si It was like... Real aggressive square dancing by yourself. 
I like it though. Good I didn't for you. I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I broke a sweat, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I'll go. I got no worry about self-image. I'm there to act, and there's people of all yeah. types. It's in the middle of a weekday. It's like uh-huh. it's so much better than L.A. Like because we would talked mm-hmm. about that. Like I would go to Barry's boot camp. Yeah. And just be mm-hmm. the slob in there amongst all the models and everybody who. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where Katie was going all the time, right? Yeah, she she used to go there all the time, and she used to always try to get me to join her. Yeah, and that's when I was like at my worst, and I was like, no, I got to lose fifty pounds before I could even try to do what they're teaching. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think I am ready for that now. She's kind of uh, lost interest in that only because she's doing her own thing. She's yeah. teaching classes yeah. four days a week. But uh, if ever she wants to, uh, next time she ever asks me to go to Barry's, I think I'm finally ready for, for something like that. Yeah. I think, I, uh, you know, my my initial hesitation was I don't want to be the worst person in the entire building. And I still might be, but I feel like I've got a fighting chance to maybe be the second ba- worst. Well, Barry's, I mean, even still Southern California, I don't know if it's. People that are already in shape that are packing their required exercise into their normal routines. But I don't care. Like, yeah. honestly, nobody was a jerk to me. Nobody was bad. And so I honestly mm-hmm. didn't care. I was like, some of the instructors were annoying. The, yeah. Like, how they, like, there's definitely like a vibe of how, like, oh, this person just seems like they're yelling at me or whatever. But I, I don't, <laughs> like, I, I know I'm not in there, like, I'm not in there like one day I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. It's like, no, I'm just getting exercise. Yeah. So I could care less about the judgment. And I, I do. to prolong your life. Yeah, and I do. Sometimes I get a little self-conscious. I'm like, oh, man, how does this outfit? I want to look good if, if I'm going to a place or do a show or something. But then I'm like, I don't care. And then this one, we're in the burbs. So it was all. There was one dude that was. This this is where I get fucked up, Dave. And I don't know if you have this, where you forget your own age. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that old guy. And oh, then yeah. they're probably yeah. three years younger than you are. Yeah, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Because that, like, in the gym, I'm looking, I'm like, look, oh, man, there's, like, old people in here. I'm like, I think they're younger than me. I'm old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but they're, We're old yeah. in number, but I, I think the reason we forget that is – I was talking to Katie about this today, about, mm-hmm. like, creative people. We were watching a Tom Petty documentary, and, like, it was towards the end of his life, but he still looked great. He had to be. I, I forgot how old he, old he was when he died. He's, I think he's Did early Did Tom 70s. Petty ever look, ever look great? He always looked like... Well, I'm not saying he looked great, but he didn't look like a, your typical like 70 year old grandpa because he's an artist and he's still kind of got. And I'm not even talking necessarily about how he dresses or his, how he looks. I'm just talking about... You know, someone's spirit. Oh, spirit, like, yeah. But look, yes. he always he yeah. always looked like they just rescued him out of a shipping container. Of course, of course. Like, how are you? F- <laughs> he was always gone. Yeah, how are you from <laughs> Florida and translucent all the time? <laughs> like malnourished. Yeah, I like. But I like, bet if I bet if you were on stage and stood in front of one of the spotlights, you'd look like a spirit. Yeah, <laughs> but I think. You know, maybe I'm talking out my ass, but like I feel like, yeah, on paper I'm 44, but I because we I don't have kids and because I don't have a lot of the responsibilities that average 44 year olds have, I don't feel like beaten down 40. Yeah, yeah, I you know? agree. I haven't punched. I haven't. I haven't had a boss in a decade. <laughs> You're like you know, I, I haven't punched. Have I'm like, are you going to finish that <laughs> sentence? <laughs> I, I haven't punched a clock. I've punched a, a dude. You punch people yeah. like a teenager does. 
Exactly. Youthful. They've still punched people. I have, still I have the judgment of a team. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that that keeps us uh, somewhat young, you know, that, in spirit. Yeah. And just we're the not, fact that we're not reminded our of. Occupation is. Yeah. Yeah. All we have to do is sit around and think up stupid, funny things to say at our next show. Like, that's that's the only stress I have in my life. Yeah, like, like it's not like being silly isn't looked as like, oh, I can't focus. Like, that's our job. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that my job is being silly. Yeah, and I, I, yeah so that I forget until I see myself and I'm like, oh, yeah, I look old as fuck. I also looked old in that class, too, because I was not... Moving quick, but there there was a dude there that was mm-hmm. probably maybe my age, maybe about or maybe about fifty, and he was about it. Like really? my man, I was watching him. I wasn't even watching the instructor. I'm like, this guy is uh-huh. doing the moves more clearly than the instructor was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just twirling, dosy do sidestep, mambo moves, lunge like I. I look like well, I, I look like I was trying to help a plane taxi out of a gate. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, but I broke a sweat, oh. so I guess that's all I got to do, you know? <laughs> I, got, I got the exercise oh. one way or another. Oh, that's so funny. So. No, but good for you for, like, going to a place and, and being a part of a class. I think, I mean, it's obvious, and they've done studies about that, about, you know, if you have a partner that's going to meet you at the gym, you show up more often, as opposed to if you didn't, then, you know, the accountability. Well, that, no, that's you know, the why the classes that are good. You don't have to cancel on. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the I've classes. I've even noticed. Yeah. Yeah, because it makes you like, all right, the, even though this doesn't really matter and I could just walk out and tell these people to piss off, no, I'm committed to this class and I'm going to see it through. I've noticed that recently just uh, with my um, – my actual walks as opposed to the treadmill. Obviously, I love my treadmill treadmill for the convenience, but I do this thing now on, on my outdoor walks. If I don't, if I'm not feeling creative, if I don't want to think about like where I'm going to walk or what my route is, mm-hmm. I just I say, all right, I'm going to walk for an hour today. I just start walking in one direction and I set a timer for 30 minutes. And when it goes off, I turn around and I walk back. And I like that because. It does not give you the option of of bailing early. Yeah. Like on a treadmill, I could say I'm going to do 60 minutes, and I could get to the 30-minute mark and say I'm tired and turn it off. But when I walk 30 minutes in one direction, unless I want to take an Uber home, which I'm not going to do just for, you know, self-respect, I can't stop early. I got to turn around and walk 30 minutes back. So I like that, the fact that I don't have a choice in finishing or you know, as opposed to when you're just alone doing something, you can just stop at any time. Yeah, I good on you. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's my advanced uh, workout technique. Is I just walk <laughs> thirty minutes in one direction and then turn around and walk back. Uh, I'm I'm so. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're getting out there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I, like I said last week, I I have. <laughs> I get, so what if I gain ten pounds in a week? I'm gonna write the ship and get back. Wedded my, bliss, uh, dude. Wedded bliss. My pre-wedding routine. Yeah. So, I mean, wild, no, wild I combo. Now you got wet. You got wedding. <laughs> now you got Thanksgiving. Now you got the holidays. That's true. Yeah. If I can survive the holidays, but no, it does feel good in terms of like. And I told myself this. Like I know I did like some crazy crash diet stuff getting ready for the wedding, but. 
I, I know now what I need to do in terms of a normal routine to maintain, not just maintain, I still have a long way to go. I, I want to lose about another 50 this year or this coming year. And the next year I want to drop, because uh, my ultimate goal, I want to get down to sub 200. I haven't been below 200 since high school. <laughs> so I'm in striking distance now. So even though the, the post-wedding week has been chaos, I'm going to write the ship and, and just, you know. Yeah, give, uh, and also give yourself it'll be, a little leeway, you know, man. Yeah, give myself a little leeway. And it'll be refreshing to do this in terms of, um, you know, the right way in terms of long ter- long-term big picture stuff as opposed to just, I'm getting married in 60 days. Let's see how many pounds I can lose, you know, eating one day, eating one meal a, a day yeah. and drinking celery juice and shit. I, I, that's not, I can't maintain that. But uh, No, celery juice I'm is on. called water. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it before. Ugh. Celery is just room temperature ice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really uh, unpleasurable vegetable. Hey, it doesn't, it doesn't taste like anything. But here's some weird floss in it. I can tolerate raw celery. I get annoyed when it sh- when cooked celery shows up, like in Chinese food or pot roast. Like, get this fucking cooked celery shit out. Uh, of here. Wasn't it's that the trifecta? Nothing. What it's called? The mirepoix. Is that right? Yeah, the or the, uh, the holy trinity in Cajun cuisine, a mirepoix in uh, in French cuisine. But yeah, uh, the holy trinity basically green bell pepper, onion, and carrots, or onion and celery rather. And then yeah, mirepoix is uh, uh, the the carrots, the celery, and the onions. Mm-hmm. But I'll put uh, up yeah. with I'll anyway, put up hey, with it cooked because it's softer. I can eat it. I'm not mm-hmm. chewing on it. A fucking yeah. psycho. But yeah, just just a very not a bad flavor, just a unnecessary. Like this is just it's like eating circus peanuts. It's, like, it tastes like you. It was a thing that you pulled out of the yard. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely tastes like a plant that should stay a plant to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, speaking of which, all right, uh, Thanksgiving, two days away. Well, yeah, getting, technically getting, a week, well, but uh, yeah, we're, we're rocking up early. It's yeah. a couple days away. <laughs> Dude, uh, you're a fan of the Reese's Cups, correct? I do enjoy them, yes. Well, you're going to love this story. Did you know that this year the Reese's Company is making available a, uh, a pie-sized Reese's Cup? Well, the size of a pie, just one big ass Reese's cup, how, and then you slice it up like you would a pie. How thick? They, I can't tell how thick it is, but it looks. I'm I'm gonna say, I'm a three to four inches deep. I think I think just imagine it's to scale right. is what I'm trying to say. Imagine the ratio of your normal Reese's cup. You know the the two in a pack, the standard size. Yeah, and they prob they probably just blew that up by like ten, ten or twelve. Like it looks like a, a twelve inch diameter Reese's cup pie. And I'm saying pie just because of the size and the shape. But there's no because I know there are like Reese's peanut butter pies and shit like that. This is literally just a giant Reese's cup that you can slice up like a pie. Okay, you may have to get a hold of one of those. That's yes. That's I'm. Con- because the whole thing is the ratio. 
Mm-hmm. That's where they get it right. It's not like the chocolate's good. It's not like the peanut butter's good. It's that the ratio that they yeah. have is good. You're right. You're right. Which is why people because are the like... the peanut butter's not great. No, and people get like, oh, the Easter eggs are back or something. I'm like, they got it lopsided. Mm-hmm. Too much too much peanut butter in there. It's not bad, but it's not like the cup. Or the little cups. It's the little uh, Rolo size buckets. This this pie is three and a half pounds. Three and a half pounds, or 3.4 pound pie. Solid peanut butter and chocolate. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't thanks, knock it Reese's off the table. Pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Not twelve. A nine inch pie comes in a festive box adorned with leaves and includes the message, "You can thank us later." On the opening flap. Uh, that's a little. Okay. The pie itself comes in a plastic dish that mimics the brown paper wrapping on a regular Reese's peanut butter cup and is sealed in plastic to ensure freshness. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up. up. There are about 48 servings per pie. What? 48? No, that doesn't make sense. There might be 40. It might be 48 times the size of an actual cup, Reese's cup, but you're you're not getting 48 slices out of this fucking thing. What are they talking about there? A nine-inch pie. You're not getting 48 slices out of a nine-inch pie. According to the New York Post, it's sold out. Oh. Yeah, this looks, I mean, it looks like it would be a bit rich. Like, you wouldn't eat a slice of this. No, I would. A slice of this L- would like, be okay. Let's, let's stop, say let's stop putting you in a position of the common man. Dave. <laughs> I'm not a good variable. Yeah, let's not let's not be like oh for sure Dave would. You're like the food equivalent of that like that surfer in Hawaii where everybody would like Eddie would go. If it, like the waves were too big, they'd be like, "Yeah, but Eddie would go." You're like that, but with food. Yeah, but Dave would eat it. That's true. Because I'm looking at it now. I still think I, two Reese's cups. I still cups, think that's I good. could eat a normal. No, I could Eddie no, two. Come on, I get that. I get that little league fundraiser four pack. Man, that was always such a score. Oh, the long the sleeve four pack. The long sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that really was a score when you were a kid. You're like, holy shit! I got the got the long sleeve. Oh yeah, Halloween. They're giving out the singles. I'm like, this is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I think I think I could eat a. I, well, not me. Okay, I think the average person could eat a small slice of pie amount. But this, of this. isn't pie. It, it's a small slice of this. You know what? I'm gonna would be about like a long three point two. It's three point two five pounds for a nine inch long pie. How many slices do you think is in a nine inch pie? Well, they're saying forty eight servings, which I don't. Well, that's why it's got it's got to be the amount of forty eight Reese's cups inside this thing. That's what I think they mean. Mm -hmm. Okay, forty eight or ninety six. Like, what's a serving? Is a serving the one cup, or is a serving the two cup pack? All right, we're gonna let's we're gonna do the math on this right now. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I would like this to be on my Thanksgiving table. Nine nine inch pie. You would cut one, two. I'm thinking eight slices, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of the standard. Yeah, so. But they're saying you're getting 48 out of this. I I don't know where you're looking at. Yeah, 3.25. 
Well, let me see. Well, 3.25 divided by 8. What is it? 3.25 divided by... I know there's a there's a, cal- a calculator somewhere on this computer, but I'm just typing the math into Google. <laughs> so I have no oh, idea. Oh, that's funny. 3.25 that's divided funny. by 8. So that, you're going to get 0. 0.4. You get 0. 0.4. That's, sli- that's less... That's of what well, what was that breakdown to four tenths to so to, a, to, to uh two fifths <laughs> two fifths of a pound slightly less than half mm. a pound a slice would be slightly less than half a pound of Reese's cup <laughs> okay i see what you're saying yes yeah. cup Reese's peanut butter cup probably what Nutrition. An average piece of pie would be about a quarter pound, I would imagine. Maybe a quarter or a fifth. Well, point point four. Like like okay. So because this is heavy, this is th- this is yeah. peanut butter and chocolate. There's no air in it. Yeah. But there's also no crust. No, it's just chocolate. Yeah, but I feel like chocolate's lighter than crust. Welcome to Fat Science with David. <laughs> the 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 classic two pack is a point seven five ounce cup. Okay. Well, your king size they're smaller when they get bigger. When you get more of them, they oh, they really? shrink the sizes. No, those fuckers. So a four pack's not really a four pack. I mean, it's like three and a half. Fuck off with that. Make yeah, it dude, smaller. Man. Big business, man. Big Same bu- thing with pizzas. Like, pizza, you get 10 slices out of this one. Yeah, you're just making the slices smaller. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, corporation's not going to do math to just to, to benefit the uh, consumer. Hmm. That's what, you know, somebody pointed out to me, and uh, Proper credit where credit's due. Uh, I forget their name. I think it was on Twitter. I, I did some bitch about like we were talking about how we keep getting the surveys. How everybody asks about surveys. Yes. Somebody it's said, insane. look up net promoter score. I got it from the anesthesiologist. How how did really? it go? Fucking, I'm alive, so fine. <laughs> you're the anesthesiologist <laughs> too. You're like, what are you? You're like the fucking. I'm, you know I, how I, it went. I get that you were part of the operation, but you're like a bass player, all right? Get over yourself. Like you were the That's you were the rhythm funny. section of the whole thing. You weren't lead guitar. <clears throat> it's uh, they say this. Uh, I, I haven't read too much about it, but Net Promoter Score. It's basically somebody sold all these companies, like all these industries, basically like here. If you get, you can get this score based on how well you did. And there's a, an equation for it. To determine their score, and then that to score, I, I, I'm assuming it's like going to be like a better business bureau type of rating that they can get. So that's why uh-huh. they reach out is because the best sur- the surveys can then add to this score that will that mem- then make them a more attractive business. And uh, so okay. whoever yeah, invented I mean, this kind of thing, some reason they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like comedy club comment cards or something, but for everything in the world. Because yeah, well, so I think it's like a better business and, type of thing. Everything in the world and immediately, like it's when I get DoorDash, like before the before I can even open the box, I'm getting an email. How was your How was your meal? How was the delivery service? 
or any online purchase. Like I, I bought a bunch of shit in the last few months for the wedding. You know, every online purchase just immediately some stupid survey. Like, yeah. Here's a little tip that I, that I did read that I'll, I'll share. Is that put put whatever you want to buy if you're shopping online, put it in your cart, and then like uh, then leave it alone. Like don't go further yeah. than that, and then they'll come back like, oh, you forgot something, or are you sure yep. you don't want to buy this because now here's another coupon. Yeah. Well, have you noticed this? Like now, everybody, any online thing you make, they want your email. So, like, let's say you go to some website to buy some shoes. Before you even put them in the cart or whatever, there uh, a pop up will pop up and say, "Hey, save fifteen percent off this order if you give us your email." And oh, then, yeah. but then there's an option that's then they're passive aggressive. Then there's a second option. It's like, no, I don't like to save money. So I'm like, fuck, I'll click on that one. Yeah, I don't like to save money. I but like they're so passive aggressive about it. In a in a boogie monster, well, yeah, that's the psychology of it. But like in a boogie monster topic kind of way, I am getting very creeped out at the algorithm as an entity mm-hmm. as just like yeah as this kind of malicious being that is just figuring us all out mm-hmm. and what are you going to do just yeah. not not use a thing like more and more I'm seeing like the, the anger that people are having about the privacy issues on websites and I'm like Oh yeah, I used to think that stuff didn't bother me, but now it is getting real creepy in terms of oh, you went to this website. I mean, stuff we've talked about before and stuff that people already know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. oh, you went over here and looked at that. Well, now it's on this website and now be now you didn't even click on anything. You just paused mm-hmm. long enough while you were scrolling on something and we registered that you pause there. So now you're going to get more of that in your feed. And yeah. like, yeah. this is, I truly feel like this is tip of the iceberg. I forget what Tom Cruise movie it was where they're like, he's walking through a mall and the billboards like scan your eyes and then play the ads that are pertinent to you. Really? I don't know if it was like Vanilla Sky or some, you know, dystopian Minority future. Report. Maybe. maybe I, yeah, it's something, but it was like, oh, they'll just look at you and, Realize now. Think about all this facial recognition shit that I also partake in. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to type in my password. Mm-hmm. Remember my face. Now, yeah. See, I haven't mm-hmm. done that yet. I'm not on that yet. And I, I have. I, you know, the convenience gets you first, and then mm-hmm. how soon is that going to be used? Like they say, t- TikTok is just a fucking. It's a Chinese information gathering site. It's yeah, fun filters really? and fun dances, but it's. It's just a Chinese website that and they're open. Like we are gathering every, where you are when you use this, what you say when you use this, how long you do, what you look at. They're open. They are uh-huh. gathering all your information. And you sit in there and you look at it and you do the filters with your face. <clears throat> and how soon before, you know, what, what are they like? Uh, is it London that has all the CCTV <clears throat> cameras everywhere mm-hmm. before that's being used. I mean, it is being used. But not just to track you, but like, oh, track you for, you know, criminal shit or whatever. But now just to sell you shit. Just like that movie. Oh, hey, so-and-so's walking down the street. We recognize this face from the information he provided. Quick, show this billboard to him. That's what happens on your Instagram now. Yeah, yeah. 
Now it's going to happen in public. That's like true. you're f- going to be followed by the algorithm. Do you remember a couple of years ago? Uh, I think it might have been Facebook was doing that. Like they had some name for it, like the ten year challenge, or basically they were like, "Hey, post a picture from you exactly ten years ago." Yeah. And someone was like, "Yeah, they're just trying to get like that's all connected to facial recognition stuff." Yeah. Trying to see how you've aged, so they can predict how you might age ten years from now. Well, it's not even hiding anymore. Now you see. Now you sit there and let it map your face. And I did it. I mean, I I know I allowed it. So it's. I get it that it's hypocritical of me to be angry when the shit. It's even angrier when it gets it right. Like I do want that. Fuck. (laughs) I didn't need it, but now I want it because you showed it to me. Mm-hmm. We already know what's listed. like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna Google this thing. Why is the thing I was just talking about the first Google search result? Because I mean, when we know we covered all this, I just don't know why mm-hmm. people aren't more grossed out by it. Yeah, Be probably because you well, sound and, crazy if you're grossed out by it. And where's it heading? What's it gonna be like ten years, twenty years from now? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much further they can take all this stuff. A lot further, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's. I know it's weird because, like, I'm not scared of the vaccine. I don't think that's any kind of fucking freedom-controlling bullshit. But mm-hmm. this stuff, this stuff creeps me out. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't know how I got on that one. But, but, I, <laughs> but I did. But I got so what, on it. What's, uh, what's going on for Thanksgiving this year? So you're... As this comes out, you're probably in Chicago. Yeah, it'll be Tuesday, so I'll be second night of those shows, and then nice. Going to kick it in the city Wednesday, and then I come back to Oregon on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, just oh, you're coming back to Oregon? On yeah, because it's the only couple days I'll have back home before you and I go out to Florida mm-hmm. and start that run. Yeah. And then when we come yeah, back from that, done with that you got I plans. go on vacation, yeah. I go on Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm gone for the rest of the year, so I'd like to have a couple days back around here, play my video yeah. games, what have you. <laughs> so you just you and Rachel going to do something for Thanksgiving, just the two of you? Yeah, last year we had Sidesgiving, where we just made sides. It was pretty cool. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So I think we're going to do that again. What's uh What's the thing you're looking forward to the most on the menu? Like, I know you're not a big cooker, but like, if, if Kyle's having Thanksgiving, would, what's one thing you gotta? I have? would have. I could do just stuffing. Really? Okay. I could fuck around with just stuffing. Yeah, I like a good stuffing. <sighs> stuffing Damn. dressing, whatever. Put put a little gravy on there. Stuffing and gravy. I could go. Here's okay. I want to put this one to you. Can you make Stuffing's already bread. Uh huh. Could you make stuffing loaf? Yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. And then you could slice that stuffing loaf. We make a mm-hmm. turkey sandwich on stuffing loaf bread. Oh my god, Kyle! I don't fucking genius. I don't know how to. I, I'm not the nuts and bolts guy on this kind of thing, though. You'd have to tweak the recipe a little bit. I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly what you need to do, but maybe uh, a little less moisture. Structurally, less yes, that's right. I see. I see. Structurally, uh-huh. there'd be an issue with the with the bread. 
Uh-huh. I think that's just I think that's just using less binder, making it a little less moist. And then obviously, you know, instead of uh a regular casserole dish or pan, you know, you just uh use a bread pan mm-hmm. like you would like if you were making homemade bread. And yeah, dude, you might be onto something there, buddy. Or so, what goes stuffing loaf? What goes into the stuffing anyway? You know, you get your that's your onions and your celery and things like that. One of the rare occasions, I'll excuse some celery showing up and stuffing. Yeah, yeah. You they use not happy it's there, but it's like it's like a it's like somebody brought a date (laughs) that you don't like. But hey, we're having a party. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't mind it in that, uh, and I don't mind it like we were talking about the Holy Trinity. I don't mind it if it shows up in a gumbo or something, but just mm-hmm. something about Chinese food and that celery. It's like, yeah, this is not helping. Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, to answer your question, stuffing is basically uh, they always most recipes call for like uh, you know three, four, five day old bread, something that's a little stale, not real fresh. Um, but yeah, and you just chopped up uh, into little cubes or pieces, and then it's just diced onion, celery. You can throw a little carrots, a bunch of spices, and then usually chicken stock uh, is, is kind of the the liquid that you'll add to that. And then you know some people add eggs and you know as a binder. But yeah, basically it's just bread and, and minced vegetables and spices and chicken stock. I make a good uh, sausage and cornbread dressing. It's uh, it's pretty dope. I use okay. cornmeal instead of corn instead bread. of uh, nice. bread. Yeah, it's basically like a big corn, big pan of cornbread that's a, a little moister and a little uh, funkier. You know, a little you know, like we said, the onions and the vegetables and spices. But yeah, and then I use uh, andouille sausage. So it's basically like a kind of like a almost a sausage ball, sausage that cornbread sausage ball thing. But yeah, that's good. But I do love that just the traditional bread. Dressing, stuffing, man, that ooh, that on a sandwich, some white bread, some Duke's mayo, little little cold dressing, stuffing on there, some cold turkey. Get out of town. I love an open face. Yeah, oh, open face. Love the open sandwich. face. Yeah, love that so much. That was one of my favorite things I used to make at the Albert. They called it a Yankee sandwich. Just. Piece of white bread, some turkey, some dressing, some gravy. Boom. Why you got to throw the northerners under the bus? Because yeah, we like to. Because we like to use a fork and knife once in a while. <laughs> I'm stoked though. Oh, what, I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going all out this year, just because it's going to be a smaller affair. Um, long story short, Katie's father's having a planned procedure the day before. Okay. Uh, Thanksgiving. He's he's having a little. Plant not not like an um it's more of a preventative thing uh, a heart little heart procedure he's uh, not a stent but there's some name for it some new procedure he's anyway he's doing that the day before Thanksgiving uh, so he's probably the day of he'll be home on Thanksgiving but he's not going to be you know too in the mood to party at the uh, dinner table well, yeah. so basically just going to be me me her and uh, her nephew so i'm just going i'm going small but i I'm, I'm focusing oddly that you brought up sides giving i'm focusing more on the sides we may even outsource the turkey just for convenience and i know me, just me saying that i'm already disappointed in myself but uh, um, it's like but just just the fact that it's the three of us if it was a big if it was a normal event a normal thanksgiving i'd go big like i always do but i think we're just going to outsource the turkey and uh, i'm going to make a few sides yeah turkey's Turkey, like how, how who's reinvent? I remember like when the deep frying the turkey thing came around, and everybody's like, "It's like the new 
like Jesus came back and like, yeah, it's still turkey. Like it's still good, but it's also still turkey. Yeah. How are you really reinventing turkey? Yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like turkey gets a bad rap. I think it's easy for people to talk talk shit on turkey. I, think I like do turkey. Well, Don't get me wrong. I like properly. turkey. Yeah, but you're right. It's There's only so much you can do. I think, oh, I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and do a recipe real quick. I haven't done a recipe in a while. Do a recipe. You said you had a Thanksgiving um, ghost story and a recipe. Let's close it out yes. with both those things for the Thanksgiving way. episode here. All right. Probably my favorite side dish that I have that I make in the last few years is uh, my broccoli cheese casserole. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, was the was the number one priority side dish at the wedding menu. <clears throat> I don't think it showed up, but that's okay. Everything else was great. Oh. <laughs> um that's Deb. That's Deb's holiday holiday uh, treat every time. Oh, I love a good. I might be making that myself casserole. too. Yeah, I might do that. Real quick, here's what you do. Let's do. Uh, go ahead and make you two cups of cooked rice. Um, and and here's here's the trick. There, however you make your rice, I have a nice little rice cooker. You can do it the old school way in the pan. Uh, but the little trick, and this pretty much goes for any time you're using rice as an ingredient in a in a recipe. Um, Get rid of that water. Cook it in chicken stock. Just, just more flavor. Okay. So, uh, two two cups of cooked rice cooked in chicken stock. Uh, let's do a, about a sixteen ounce pack of frozen cut broccoli. You need to thaw that out. Uh, one small diced onion. Let's do about uh, two tablespoons of butter or olive oil or or, or a mixture, but uh, you know. Whatever you do, you can do one of each or two of one, whatever. Uh, let's do about a uh, about a teaspoon of minced garlic. Let's do two 10-ounce cans of cream of chicken soup. Let's do uh, about three-fourths of a cup of sour cream. Uh, this is where it gets really uh, white trash. Let's do uh, a teaspoon of that uh, pre-made uh, get, ranch me, dressing. Are you throwing tang in there? Want some Kool-Aid mix in the there? Ranch, the, the ranch dressing seasoning. Not even ranch, but the little powder seasoning uh, thing that you make your own ranch dressing with. So do about, um, do about a teaspoon of that. Let's do uh, about a tea. Eh, let's say a tablespoon of mayonnaise. Let's do uh, about two cups of uh, shredded uh, sharp cheddar cheese, and shred that yourself. By the way, with any of my recipes, uh, just get the the half pound or the pound block and shred it yourself. It's so much better than the pre shredded stuff. A uh, quarter cup of milk, a little bit of onion powder, a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of salt and pepper, and my little secret ingredient that I like to add, if you have any of that McCormick's uh, Caribbean jerk seasoning. I love okay. to put a little jerk seasoning into my um, uh, broccoli casserole. Then you just mix all that shit up in a, in a bowl, and you transfer it into a, a, a buttered casserole dish. And uh, 350 uh, for about... 15 minutes, uh, you're going to add some cheese on top. So you'll have some of that cheese into the mixture. Then once you spread it all out into your pan, put some more shredded cheese on top. 350 for about uh, 15 minutes. We're just trying to kind of melt that cheese. And uh, there you go, my friend. That is uh, some good stuff. Nice. That's one of my favorite side dishes. Yeah, got, dog. Get some good flavors. I so, forget how Deb, Deb be, does uh, it. With a, it's a big thing. It's like some of I don't know. I got to get the recipe. I might. I might try that. I might put a little bit of yours in there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. 
Oh boy, it's a, we had that. Uh, that I cooked that when we uh, went camping. When I made the jerk chicken that night, uh, we had jerk chicken and broccoli. Yeah, casserole. that's right. I, I just remember I was right, going nuts quick. on that chicken. I was going for it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty pretty good. Real quick, uh, Thanksgiving ghost story. I was uh, looking for some uh, Thanksgiving-based high strangeness, and I came across this ghost story. Thanksgiving Day, 1902. A southbound train was nearing Geneva, New York, and it came upon the Marsh Bridge. As the train approached the bridge, the engineer and the fireman on board heard a piercing scream. And when they looked up, they saw a white figure standing to the east of the bridge, frantically waving its arms. So the engineer brought the train to a stop, and as he did so, they heard another scream, and the phantom disappeared before their eyes. The two men got out of the train. They inspected the track and the surrounding area for the screaming weirdo, the screaming weirdo that they saw just moments before. They couldn't find him. Didn't see anybody. Didn't see anything. Well, they finally got back to their base, and they were talking to some other coworkers about what happened, and uh, their coworkers told them about an accident that happened a few years prior. Uh, where the engineer and the fireman of the same train line uh, both died when the train went off the Marsh Bridge. Uh, apparently, there was uh, some flooding around that time, and it messed up the bridge or something. But uh, the, the, the first car that the engineer and the fireman that were on board, it dipped, it fell off the track, and it fell off the bridge, and uh, they drowned. One one of the guys got sucked up by quicksand, but all the other uh, the other cars of the <laughs> I don't train mean to laugh at that didn't, detail. They didn't fall. <laughs> Can you imagine dying by all quicksand other, uh, now and be like, "How well I'll be." Quick, yeah, quicksand. Yeah, that, Who would have thought? <laughs> I think that's that John Mulaney bit where he's talking about when he was a kid. He thought that he would have to deal with a, a lot more quicksand than he actually had to. Yeah, uh, that that was a big thing in like cartoons and old westerns and stuff. Was uh, watch out for that quicksand. Anyway, this has just been an urban legend for years. This, this guy who wrote this article, uh, this is from uh, deadhistory.com. This guy did some research to see if it was just an urban legend or if there was any uh, validity to it. And he actually found uh, some details that uh, basically said um, in uh, March 29th of 1873, a train left Syracuse, New York at 7.45 p.m. This sounds like a math question on the SAT. Heading towards Rochester on the Auburn Road, well, within a half a mile of the town of Geneva, the train ran into uh, uh, some overwashed, uh, like the, like I said, there was flooding. There, there's They have a word here, but I can't even pronounce it. But uh, basically, the uh, the river got flooded out, and it, uh, it, it did some damage to what's, the bridge. I want to try to say, what's the word? Into a sluice of water. S L U I C E. I've never heard that sluice, word. I've never yeah. read that word. Slu- a sluice of water. I don't know what a sluice of water is. I don't either, but I'm I'm supporting you yeah. in that I think you're saying it right. <laughs> but uh yeah, he did some research, come to find out in eighteen seventy three there was a uh, actual train wreck right there at that bridge and uh the uh engineer and there was a fireman on board they both perished and uh, ever since then people have been talking about uh they call it the uh incident became known as the marsh creek casualty or the geneva disaster and uh yeah people have been seeing ghosts right there at that bridge on that train track uh, ever since so what wait what, thanksgiving ghost story uh, for you. wait and what did i that happened on thanksgiving 
Yeah, it happened on Thanksgiving. Apparently, well, the the legend, the urban legend, says that it happened on Thanksgiving. But this guy's research said that it happened in March of 1873. So, I don't know uh, where the Thanksgiving <coughs> came from in terms of the urban legend. But uh, yeah, there you go. So they got to move some dates around, and now it's relevant. So when they used to celebrate it right before <laughs> Easter, they realized there's too many holidays in spring. <laughs> that's Canadian Thanksgiving. We that's in March. Maybe uh, that's why. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, I just made that up. I have no idea. Well, there is a Canadian um, Thanksgiving. Let's see where it is. Is there really? Yeah. What? Canadian Thanksgiving how, is. How would that work? Uh, oh, it was. Uh, it's in October. <laughs> Never mind. That doesn't even hold up either. I don't. Yeah. No. All right. Well, When's European Fourth of July? <laughs> well, you got to do a. Ba- it actually, they would have it on. Uh, uh, April seventh, because mm-hmm. because of the way they say their <laughs> dates. Oh boy! Hey, uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. Let's do a uh, let's do a comic of the week this week, shall we? We can put a few out there, man. We've been slacking. I I saw you plug uh, this lady who I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Jackie Cation has a new album. What's the name of her new album? I'm trying to look. Jackie Cation has one out, and uh, Lori Kilmartin. I know they tour together a lot in our pals, and they. That's both right. Have yeah, they have their out. podcast together. That's that's odd that they both have albums out at the same time. Well, uh, people are working. Yep, people. Yeah, be big working. fan of both those ladies. Jackie Cation, Staycation, the name of her new one, out now. And uh, what's what's Lori's? I know she just dropped one. What what's the name of hers? Let's look hers up. But big fan of both those gals. I'm looking up ladies right I, now. Sometimes I feel like I'm being condescending. Gals, that's a gals. southern thing. It's called corset. Hers is called corset. Corset. Yeah. Man, Lori's funny. Both of them. Both of them funny. So check out uh, Jackie Cation and Lori Kilmartin. Both. Yeah. Uh, just, new just a reminder. Content for you to enjoy. A reminder that the best comedians working today are not, unfortunately, not famous. So yeah, take true. a chance, explore on Spotify or Pandora. Better yet, buy it from them so they get the money. But if not, explore. Mm-hmm. Go explore on Spotify and Pandora and find the best comedians that are working today because they're not famous. The, 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 like I've said before, the gap between good comedians and famous comedians, whew, real wide right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, a lot of a lot of slop out there, and it's like that with any art form. I mean, I've always preached that with music. Mm-hmm. Like, do a little homework, dig deeper than what the radio and yeah. MTV's giving you, even though those are antiquated I mean, examples. But I mean, I, I did that to a buddy who's like that with movies, but I'm like that with food. I'm like, I just like easy food. I know there's better mm-hmm. restaurants. I do acknowledge there's better restaurants <laughs> out there. Yeah, but I just eat my bullshit. But yeah, that's a little different in that you have to eat multiple times a day. But if you're seeking out, you know, good film, good literature, good music, good comedy, you know, fucking dig around, find the good shit. Hell yeah! Just you don't have to, you don't have to digest the slop that the mainstream's throwing at you. All right, let me get off my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, man. Have a have a good time over there. Hey, hey, hey enjoy your first Thanksgiving as a married man. That's right, man. Merry Thanksgiving. Don't lose your uh, don't lose your ring in the stuffing. Plugging? It's not even a metaphor. I mean that <laughs> literally. Any uh, any tickets uh, available for your Chicago shows or the Tuesday one? Uh, I don't 
You can try, but I don't think there's much left tonight. I don't remember. One of them sold out. I, you could always try, though. I, I, you can try online. I don't know. But for us, man, yeah, we're out. Man. We're, and, we out there. We out there, dog. We'll be, we'll be out there next week, man. Miami, Starting Orlando, in, what we Tampa, Gainesville, Atlanta, Huntsville, Birmingham, Pensacola, Lafayette, New Orleans. Then go fuck yourself. I got to say, man, I'm super stoked to do all these shows, but especially that Atlanta show because – did did you say previously? I know you're you're doing Talia Hall. Was that like your venue that you used to go see bands? You used to see a lot of bands. There? No, actually, that was not a venue that I had ever gone to. Oh. And then I started going back to Chicago, okay. and it was just it was a great venue, and I love playing it. So it's become this kind of tradition that I go there. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of uh, Loose in Chicago, the Metro. That's the me- that the me- the Metro is uh, yeah. I do love that place too. But okay, Thalia is just a little more conducive to uh, to stand up. Right on. Well, that Atlanta show we're at uh, Variety Playhouse, that was my favorite venue uh, for years. Like, since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I used to see so many. I've seen Drive-By Truckers there a dozen times. I've seen Steve Earle. I've seen so many cool bands at uh, Variety Playhouse. So I'm stoked to finally uh, get to perform on that stage. So that'll be fun. Do we gotta, I know we're traveling a bunch. I don't know if we've got time. Do we have to carve something out for you to enjoy in Atlanta? Like. I know we got we're in Gainesville uh, the night before, so it's a, li- a little bit of a drive, and then Huntsville the night after. Yeah, yeah. So Huntsville the night after is only three hours. Uh, so you know, maybe the next morning after our Atlanta show, we'll uh, hit up Homegrown or maybe uh, Fox Brothers for lunch. Oh, on the way out of sure. Town. But yeah, I'm definitely, definitely gonna need to uh, hit up. Get yourself Atlanta comfy, food, even though we're. In, yeah, get oh, give me that comfy chicken biscuit. Oh boy, but yeah. So yeah, I was. Uh, I gotta, I gotta start dieting this week's for, uh, <laughs> for the for the southern tour. I'd give up, man. Uh, I'm just gonna chunk up for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I might do that too. We're definitely gonna have to uh, when we're in Birmingham, dude. We gotta, we gotta do some uh, big bad breakfast. Ooh, oh boy, dude, I can't eat like this uh, and do a show. I'll let, well, no, I'll let we you. Do. We go big for breakfast. We go big for breakfast, and then you got time to, to you know. Work that off of I you. Gotta nod off after that kind of stuff. I can't get in a <laughs> car. I can't drive to another city. Yeah. I'll let you do it. You sleep all <laughs> you want, but I gotta I'll keep it slim and trim on the road. I I haven't been really haven't been drinking on the road. Yeah. You know, haven't been going crazy. Just cause I mean, maybe the age is catching up. It's like, yeah, I, st- I gotta I wanna be in tip top shape, like just yeah. mentally and feel good in order to do a good job on the shows. And for a while there, I was drinking beforehand. I still don't think the shows were bad, but it's like, oh, you know what? There's a little, the edge got dulled a little bit. Yeah, that happens. You know, on that summer tour where I was kind of just doing pop-ins and everything, I was like, it was a little more freewheeling. But these, like, no, people mm. planned on this and, and bought tickets and like, I, you know, I, I want to do a good job. Good for you, buddy. You don't want to. We'll, uh, we'll keep each other in line. I mean, I'll let you let loose, man. You gotta have a you're married man. You got, you know, you know, you get the little ball and chain. You got to get away from I'm on the road here, buddy. <laughs> I go on the road just to uh, just to have some food debauchery. Bronger and I would always joke like, about like comedians who like their whole act is like, ah, oh, my wife. It's like just get divorced. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What's change, the point? Change your life for the better. Yeah, you didn't have to do this. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to, you know, my wife is doing this. Just get a divorce. Do jokes about being divorced yeah. if you're so unhappy. Yeah, I never understood that. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Wife. Well, good times, buddy. 
Yeah, man, swimming a little gravy for me. Swimming a little gravy? <laughs> That's what you say for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. The Boogie Monster. Network.